We have the opportunity to have a lot of fun tonight. <clears throat> We're going to spend some time doing what Chapel Point loves to do. Uh, we love to focus on, we love to celebrate, we love to talk about what we call stories of transformation. Stories of transformation is uh, kind of a phrase that we use around here quite a bit to talk about what God is doing in people's lives, how he's moving in their hearts. And, and that happens really throughout our spiritual journey. For, for some, maybe even here tonight, you're on the front end. Maybe you don't even feel like you've experienced that first spiritual transformation, that first story in your life. But the Holy Spirit is nudging you. He's pricking at your heart, moving you towards him, pursuing you, pulling you, drawing you. And, and once we have that first story of transformation, our salvation story, there's this continual process throughout the rest of our life, really, of responding to the Holy Spirit's call, of listening to his voice, of tuning our ear to him, and experiencing what he has for us, continually moving more into his design. And so we're going to hear a little bit uh, tonight from four people about what God has done in their lives, how he's transformed them. Uh, in your bulletin, did you all get a bulletin when you came in tonight? There is a verse, Psalm 1611, and there are three blanks on your bulletin for three key words in that verse. And so I'm going to give you those three words right now. If you want, you can fill them in. You may want to memorize these words as we memorize this verse together this summer as a church. But life, joy, pleasures. Life, joy, pleasures. Uh, we're going to say that verse together. This verse really is indicative. It points toward a life characterized by stories of transformation. Because when we are transformed by the Holy Spirit, we enjoy life abundant, the way God intended us to. We experience joy in a new way. And we have the pleasures of life that were designed for us, and we're only going to experience those when we submit to the Holy Spirit's prompting and he transforms our heart. So, if you would, say this verse along with me right now. Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I always find it encouraging and inspiring to hear about God working in people's lives. Uh, to hear Josh talk about God's grace, to hear Josh talk about how God directed his path, made his path straight, right? And then gave him all the, these opportunities to share Christ. It's just it's fun to listen to. We've got uh, Mark Holtink here with us tonight. Good evening. Uh, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about your connection with CP, sure. your family, then we'll dive into your story. Sure. So I've been attending Chapel Point for about eight years with uh, my wife and our family. I've been married to Amanda for 12 years, and we have three wonderful kids. Uh, Olivia's 11, Addison is 7, and Owen is a very rambunctious 4. Mm. Nice. Fun ages. It's a lot of fun. So your story starts, the story that 
you want to share tonight starts a couple years ago, but yes. then also even more recently, a couple of months ago. Yep. But tell us about what God has been doing in your life. How is he transforming you? What's, what's Absolutely. happening? <clears throat> so a little background on who I am. I was raised in a Christian home. I was saved as a young, at a young age. And beyond that, there wasn't a lot of depth. There wasn't a lot of personal relationship for me with God. Uh, church was very much a Sunday, check off your box, Christian school, you know, that, that was kind of the extent of it. Mm-hmm. So fast forward in my life to about two years ago, I had a couple, I had the opportunity to, to meet with Joel on a pa- couple of times, and he really challenged me to experience and to, to seek out what a personal relationship with God was like. And one of the areas that I knew I was being pushed in was obedience, and I wasn't sure what that meant but God began to work in my heart, transform my life, and he made it very clear that obedience, or I'm sorry, b- baptism was going to be my first step in obedience. I glorified in my own selfish mind what the perfect baptism was, surrounded by friends, surrounded by family, big party planned afterwards, let's celebrate Mark. That's not how God works. So Easter Sunday 2016, Pastor Joel had an open call for baptism. And as I sat there with no party planned, no celebration of Mark, God grabbed my heart and he said, this is your moment to follow me in obedience. Clear as day. And I turned to my wife to tell her what I was experiencing and she was halfway up the stage herself. So it was a very awesome moment for me. That baptism, I will never forget. What is more is that that was my first clear experience with what a intimate personal relationship with the creator could entail. Mm. And so he began to grow that in me through daily prayer, through our um, daily appointment with God. We learned that at the men's event last week. Diving into his scripture, he began to show me how I can grow that relationship. So now fast forwarding to present day. Mm. Pastor Joel led a leadership men's elective over this past winter. And one of the, the evenings, he, he had us all circle up and he, he just blatantly said, what is it that you struggle most with? I didn't have to think about it more than a second. I knew what my answer was and I was quietly praying that I didn't have to give him that answer. As God would work, uh, Pastor Joel said, Haltink, what do you struggle with the most? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, It uh, has been a lifelong struggle with my health and my size, my weight, and feeling that I'm not worthy of a healthier lifestyle, I guess. And what it really boils down to, especially as we dive into this Inhale, Exhale series, is I've been for so long in my life inhaling the lies of Satan Mm -hmm. and taking that as truth and allowing that to sit in my heart and kind of direct my thoughts, direct my feelings, and not giving God the, the foothold that he deserves and not giving God the opportunity to work and to shape. Um, and in that, I, I began to grow just a life of shame and a life of doubt and just breathing in all these lies. And from that experience, I began to realize that there is nothing too small for God. There is nothing insignificant that we can't give to him. Mm -hmm. And really, as I share this, 
the story of Mark Halting's health could be replaced with any one of our struggles, whatever those may be. Mm. And the point is, is that it's not insignificant to God. Mm. And to kind of go along with that, I've always struggled with my confidence, mm. who I am as a person, who I am as a father, who I am as a, as a Christian. And because of that, I've, I've really I've turned inward. I, I've relied on self so much. And I haven't had or experienced boldness. And that's another area that God is showing me. Just turn over to me. Give that to me. And you will know freedom like you haven't known before. So those are a couple of areas that are, God is just working in my life and really growing me. Yeah. I love how you pull in the inhale-exhale uh, metaphor that we've been using and how everything that we put into our body, that we breathe in, that we eat, it, it just it, it affects who we are. Absolutely. And then that is going to affect uh, what our spiritual health is, our physical health, the health of the people around us even. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit, uh, the people around you. Yeah. Uh, how has this personal transformation, what God is doing in your heart, in your mind, how he's working, how, what, are the, what are the ramifications or the ripple effects for the people around you? So we've heard it preached from this stage multiple times. It's, I'm now starting to understand it. But to the men in here tonight and to the, the husbands and the fathers, regardless of where you stand, we're the leaders of our home, for better or for worse. It, God is showing me what it means to be the leader of my house grounded in truth mm. and, and rooted in prayer and able to model for my children what a godly husband, what a godly father looks like mm. and able to pray over my wife and pray over my children and just the incredible closeness to our Savior that that allows for. Uh, in addition to that, accountability was something that I was afraid of in my life uh, as it pertained to my weight, as it pertained to my, my status as a, as, a, as a husband, what people thought of me. I was, I was afraid to welcome accountability because in my mind, accountability was equal to punishment. If I screwed up, the people holding me accountable were going to be punitive, were going to be harsh, and I was afraid of that. Um, what I've realized, especially as I shared my health struggle with these men and now 1,200 attendees at Chapel Point, that accountability in Christ is one of the, one of the most encouraging and uplifting and strong things that we have as a community that God can use brothers and sisters to build each other up and encourage each other. Mm. And that when we do struggle, and I do a lot, God is waiting there, again, not in punishment, but in love and in grace, like Josh shared, mm -hmm. to, to lift us up and mm -hmm. to, to meet me where I'm at and not push against me, but to walk with me, and if I need it, to carry me. Yeah. And that's just been, again, just such a weight off of my shoulders when you begin to, to kind of revel in that truth. So, yeah, you're talking about accountability and fear of, fear of boundaries, fear of shame, fear of... Absolutely. And then when you really step into that accountability, what do you find, lo and behold? Freedom. Exactly. Relationship, community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
way different. Another really a lie of the enemy that we fall into the Without trap question. of. Without yeah. question. Can I pray for you here a moment? I would love it. Let's pray for Mark. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this man. I thank you for the courage that he has displayed in stepping into your call on his life. Your call to live the, the physical health life that you've intended. The call to live the life of uh, godly fellowship that you've intended for him. The call to live a life of leadership for his wife, for his kids, his family. And Lord, I, I know that uh, as he steps into health in these various areas, you're going to reveal to him other areas of healthy calling that you have intended for his life. And I pray, Lord, that you will give him the eyes to see those additional areas and give him the courage to step into them. Courage similar to what he's exhibited a couple of years ago with baptism. Courage to what he's exhibited uh, courage similar to what he's exhibited just in the last couple of months with this men's leadership group. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the example that he is to me, to all of us. I pray, Lord, for your blessing on his life, on his family. May he be the, the leader that they need. I pray that he will be a gracious servant leader, that the grace that he is feeling from you that he is experiencing as he steps into deeper relationship with you, that he will be uh, a reflective individual, a reflective leader of that grace into the lives of the people he's leading. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace poured out into us. Uh, we want to be wise stewards of it. We want to be channels of it distributing that grace into the lives of people around us. Help us to do that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you sensed some themes so far tonight in the first three stories? Uh, freedom, joy, life, scripture, spending time in the word, renewing their mind. And live, living a life that God had planned for them. Sounds suspiciously like Psalm 1611, right? We have one more story tonight. This is Tina Lind. Tina, tell us about your uh, connection with Chapel Point. How long you've been here, your family. Let us get to know you a little bit. Okay, so... Um I'm Tina, and my husband is Ryan, and we've been married for almost seven years now. We have um, a five-year-old daughter, Mila, and a two-and-a-half-year-old son, Declan, and we just live three minutes down the road. Yeah. <laughs> stones throw. Yes. Many stones, but... A bike ride. A bike ride, yeah. Uphill. So tell us, <laughs> tell us your story... Uh, what has God been doing in your life? Yours goes back even a little bit further than mm -hmm. some of these others, but it's a fun story to hear what God has been doing in your life and the lives of people around you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think God is showing me right now 
uh, how he can use me when I'm willing to step out in faith and in obedience to him. Um, so this is a really long story, but I'm going to make it short here. But So I grew up in the area, and me and my high school girlfriends are all still really close. Um, there's eight of us, uh, and we all grew up as Christians, um, which didn't mean anything to any of us. Um, so when I became a Christ follower four years ago, it really changed the dynamic of our friendship. And I feel like, um, like I had suddenly become like this outcast in the group. And I feel like, like I really do feel like, like I stopped getting invited places and, um, like my, my spiritual life had become like this don't ask, don't tell uh, situation in the group. Um, but I was desperate to spend time with them because I just like, the more that I learned, um, the more I realized like they had no clue what they were missing and I, wa I wanted to share like what I was learning with them. Um, and it was just like, it was just sad to me once my eyes were opened to to Christ and just to see that they they couldn't see it yet so um, over the next couple years God had allowed tragedy in the lives of a couple of the girls and then in my own life so um, so life got like super real all of a sudden mm -hmm. for our clan of high school <laughs> girlfriends mm -hmm. um, so uh, like God had just opened the door for conversations to be had and um, I was able to pray with some of them and to serve them and their families during their trials and then just like slowly over that time see some things clicking and uh, some hearts changing. And then uh, like a while after um, those situations were kind of playing out a little bit, another girl in the group just seemingly out of nowhere just got really um, like inquisitive and started asking questions and challenging me and um, it just it just opened up more doors for conversation to be had um, and through this whole time like I am just trying to follow God's lead and follow his um, his promptings whether it was to send a text or you know, make a phone call or pray with them or whatever it was. I was just trying to be obedient in the day-to-day -day and not, like, get discouraged and just mm -hmm. just do what he was asking of me. Um, and then uh, that brings us to, like, where we are now. So then a couple months ago, God had laid it on my heart um, that I should ask the girls if they wanted to start doing a a girls lunch once a month and during or I would host the first month and during my time I would share my testimony so I kind of <laughs> tricked them into hearing Bait my testimony. Switch. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they could share theirs or uh, share what God is doing in their life or share nothing and just come and listen and I would make them lunch. Um, but I started praying for a while before I asked them because um, it wasn't the first time like I proposed something. So um, I was worried that once I said I wanted to share my testimony that they might like be turned off or just get weird on me again. <laughs> um, but when I finally asked them, like that's not at all what happened. Uh, they all agreed and were excited. Uh, so in April, 
I hosted uh, the first girls lunch and it was just like, it was ridiculous. Like I, I couldn't even, like I could go on and on about all the details. God had blessed every single detail of the day. Like I still want to go and write all these mm. down so I don't forget them. Yeah. Um, but I just shared my heart with them and they, they just opened up and shared right back. Like the conversation was so um, natural and it was so rich with eternal value for the first time like as this group of girls, like it was just like crazy. I was having trouble listening to some of the girls talking sometimes because I was like, this is so crazy. Like yeah. I was like praising God in my head for like what he was unfolding in front of me that day. Yeah. Um, so then something else crazy about that day too was that morning we, we visited my sister's church because my nephews were being baptized. So the sermon that I listened to that morning was um, all about how we, we offer up what we have in obedience and God takes it and he magnifi magnifies it for his, his purposes. Um, so I feel like that, that's what he did that morning. Like I just did what I felt like he was asking me to do and I coordinated this lunch and he turned it into something mm. so much bigger than than just a girl's day. Like that was the first time we had, we'd ever spoken so openly about like where we were at spiritually. And that day like broke the stigma of the topic because we've been able to have conversations since that day. So yeah. it's just been crazy to see what God is doing. Yeah, in you their were lives. saying that there's been multiple, many, now a new pattern of yeah. spiritual discussion and communication yeah every time that we've gotten together since like it, it hasn't not get got brought up yet yeah so. and then there's that ripple effect mm -hmm. into those ladies lives and families too so God has used you to uh, bring about a new sense of a, a new perspective a new way of relating with these with these friends what is God doing? How is he transforming you personally uh, inside as a result of all this? Um, well, I think God has just made me even more confident that he, he is the one that changes hearts, not me. Um, but also uh, what I say and what I do does matter. Like he's clearly showing me how he's using me mm. in, in that situation and, and others, I mean. Like, it's given me the confidence to do things that I don't um, think I could do mm -hmm. or that I don't, like, mm -hmm. want to do, like, yeah. <laughs> like this. <laughs> when, when Nathan asked me if I would do this and he suggested to do it live, I was like, that sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> But I was it's like, not so bad. How could I have these stories and yeah. then say God couldn't help me do that? Right. And then, like, through it, this weekend, it's been like, it was terrible leading up to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I was so nervous. But it's been such a blessing, yeah. like, to be able to come to three services. And, mm -hmm. then, and then I found out I was going last. I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> this is awful. But... <laughs> the stories of transformation leading up to my turn have been so encouraging and it's just like God lifted me up through this mm. too. So it's just, 
Yeah, it's kind of like what Josh was saying. He equips you to do whatever he's called you to do yeah. or whatever Nathan has called know, you to I, do. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I wish he wouldn't have called me, but <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> oh, it's great to hear what God is doing in your life, how he's multiplying that into these lives around you. Let me pray for you and uh, just thank him and ask him to continue his work. God, you're so good to us. You call us into something, all kinds of things that we would never dream of, never dare to do. And then you make it plain that you've picked us out for this one task, this one moment. Maybe it's a season. And Lord, what joy there is, what freedom, uh, what pleasure there is when we respond in obedience and do what you've called us to do. I thank you for Tina's obedience. I thank you for the response that you prepared in the hearts of these other ladies so that now they have a different sense of community. They are able to speak with each other in ways that they hadn't in years. And the multiplication effect that, that is going to happen in those other families is something that will have eternal significance. And so I, I thank you, Lord, for using Tina in that way. I thank you for the boldness, the courage that you've given her. I thank you that um, she has a new perspective on other points of calling uh, on her life from you presently and those to come in the future. Lord, may we all be willing to do what you've called us to do. May we experience grace and joy and peace and accountability and courage and boldness because that's what you have called us to. I pray, Lord, that Chapel Point will be a church that... Uh, people will look at and say there's a bunch of people over there that are constantly being transformed I'm not sure what it is but I think it has something to do with obedience and faithfulness and may they then be pulled in to the wake of following you Lord that's what we're all about tonight that's why we celebrate stories of transformation it's why we uh, it's why we love you because you call us to something more. In Jesus' name we pray.